Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktena, and today we'll be talking about how you can invite and work with beings who are healers in the Akashics. Working in the Akashics is healing. Being embodied is a bit like living in a spacesuit or a deep water diving suit. They allow you to do what you're intending to do in an environment which isn't natural to you, with the trade-off being you're restricted from being fully yourself. Connecting consciously with the Akashics is like being back in regular atmosphere. You can breathe and move freely, feel supported, and let go of the constant need for self-monitoring and environmental alertness. It's a bit like coming home because it is our home. Souls are created and reside in the Akashics, our natural habitat. We reconnect to it multiple times per week during dream time as part of our regular healing cycle. This allows us to work in our primary language of thought, symbol, emotion, to process things which are happening to us here, to reconnect with our higher self and get caught up to access Akashic teachings and wisdom, and check in with others we care about who are not currently embodied. At the same time, we're nourishing our bodies with a direct supply of Akashic energy, or prana, which is being formulated specifically for us, allowing even encouraging our body to return to its perfected state. Connecting with the Akashics consciously, gives us even more nourishment and encourages us to become both balanced and fluent with the wisdom from all aspects of ourselves, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. I won't lie and say this is necessarily easy. Sometimes working in the Akashics is a bit like Whoopi Goldberg trying to decipher the lyrics to a Rolling Stone song in the movie Jumping Jack Flash. I myself have been known to exclaim like her, Oh, come on! over frustrating half-answers or fortune cookie responses. When students and clients want to know how I've become so adept at reading and deciphering Akashic information, part of the answer is thousands of hours and decades of effort followed by bouts of frustration ending in Eureka or facepalm. And oftentimes both. Beyond the ambient healing properties of the Akashics, there are souls there who are classified as healers. These are mature souls who have the interest, aptitude, and dedication to take on the service of providing healing for souls in need. Just like an athlete who overworks or mistakenly moves incorrectly, souls can be injured in the normal course of their existence. Most issues heal automatically, but sometimes we need help from someone else. For the purposes of this podcast, I'll be focusing on those healers who work with embodied souls. The most dramatic need for healing comes when a soul's embodied life is so dangerous and deleterious that it doesn't cause learning or maturing, but instead damages the very fabric of the soul. While we pre-plan each embodied life like a NASA mission, Each soul has free will and free will choices in the moment, and the souls around them, also using free will, incite a cascade of cause and effect which ripples out in every moment. 
This allows for randomness, chance, accident, serendipity, magic, the unexpectedly good, and the unexpectedly disastrous. Soul damage is rare, but when it occurs, there are healers who immediately receive the injured soul and bring them to an isolated healing space where they can be cared for, somewhat like a combination of an ER, nursery, and a thoroughly supportive therapy space. The soul remains isolated and cocooned until they are healthy enough to return to their soul group and their teacher. Part of this particular healing process is the soul retains any wisdom they acquired and any maturity they achieved within the life, but the memories of it are removed, and the record of it is sealed to prevent a recurrence of the injury or the circumstances of that life negatively affecting the soul and any future embodied lives they might wish to take on. I've come across this type of past life record in a small number of readings. It's as if those pages in the past life section are glued together, and should I attempt to open them, their teacher will intervene immediately. Most healers working with embodied souls are focused on supporting and helping people with their current embodied life. Unlike medical practitioners or alternative healing practitioners, Akashic healers are the definition of holistic. They know us as fully integrated beings, yet each is well-versed in our experience of life as separated into the various aspects of self and is able to focus on any one aspect when necessary and efficacious. I've worked with healers who were more than willing to focus on things such as using yoga for restoring physical health revealing repressed memories in order to heal self-sabotaging behaviors, teaching what we consider quote-unquote psychic skills to facilitate a person's ability in coping with more advanced spiritual practices, and so on. The underlying focus of their work is to bring us into balance with ourselves. Like tuning an instrument, it's not necessarily about perfect pitch, but having all the strings true to each other in the moment, and allowing the moment to be all it can be. It's important to keep in mind that, like all beings who work with the embodied, to them, our free will, and indeed the free will of all souls, is preeminent. They will not intercede in our lives without our express permission or the request of our teacher or guides. When they're invited, they will not interfere in how we're living, nor take away our free will choices. If we're unwilling to stop doing something which is causing us harm, they'll do nothing to prevent us. They are quite able to see we're in a career which is soul-crushing to the point of physical injury and deterioration. But what we're willing to work on is perhaps our spiritual practice, so this is what they'll target. They're clear when our eating habits thought patterns, assumptions, and emotional armor create destructive situations. However, if these are a feature of the life, creating a situation for us to learn, achieve, and become in a way we have stated we wish to do so, then they're going to leave those situations alone and focus on whatever they've been called to help with. Not everyone works with a healer in any given lifetime. Most lifetimes don't require one. The body works as planned, illness and injury being part of any given lifetime, 
And any need for healing or support is provided by soul group members or guides and the individual's teacher if necessary. Those who do need a healer usually don't ask for one specifically. A prayer, request, meditation, or plea for help gives permission for one to provide healing and support. They may do so in dreams, completely behind the scenes working with our guides, or directly through an event, a meditation, an embodied healer, and many other methods. On the other hand, there have been times in working with clients that a healer has come forward and requested I make them known to the client and offer their services. Usually the issue is simply permission. They can't insert themselves into the person's embodied life without permission. Once permission is given, they get started as they've usually prepared for what is needed and possible. They sometimes offer additional modalities and ways in which the client can work with them proactively to intensify and deepen the healing process. What's wonderful is we needn't wait in hopes that a healer might come to support us in difficult times. We can work with healers consciously in the Akashics and request their help at any moment. We can request help with physical ailments, emotional hurts, personal or professional issues, spiritual difficulties, and so on. Healers who work with embodied souls are wise in the ways of embodied life and skilled at working not only on their side of the veil, but on ours as well. The key is how you approach the relationship. While they have expertise, knowledge, and access which you don't, they are not an authority over you any more than your chiropractor, acupuncturist, or Reiki master. Offering them carte blanche to do whatever they think best to do what is for your best and highest good, or just do something to fix whatever problem is most pressing, will not get the response you're looking for. Most often, they either don't respond or become like the frustrating fortune cookie as they seek to try and help while at the same time being limited by your lack of interaction. Healing is an interdependent process. I liken it to getting a massage. If you disassociate from your body, taking your mind away and elsewhere instead of melting fully into the process and becoming a noodle, the body tends to think of the physical manipulation as an attack and will lock up, making it difficult and even injurious for the masseuse to do their work. There's nothing quite like trying to massage inert concrete in human form. Working with a healer in the Akashics requires you actively participate. The first step in working with an Akashic healer is to approach them like a colleague. Healers are beings just as we are, with unique personalities, gifts, experience, and aptitudes. Spending a little time on introductions, talking with them, getting to feel, know, experience them can improve the healing process exponentially. Once you've begun the conversation with them, You can point to what you're interested in working on or need help with. They will already know, but can't assume. You have to first broach the subject. Once you've done this, they have permission to start delving in. They may suggest a means of working directly on the issue you've indicated or recommend you work on something else first. Sometimes what is most on our radar at the moment is a symptom of something deeper or connected with something we're not aware of and it can be more effective to target this other thing first. 
What we're struggling with might be better resolved if we work more holistically rather than one issue at a time. This can seem counterintuitive to us, as we're not aware our weak ankles or sticky jaw is actually connected to something emotional or spiritual, nor how working on them can resolve things. This is in part because bodies are not our primary means of existence, and so can be awkward to incorporate into our deeper knowing but also in part because we're taught our bodies are simply meat suits we're wearing, instead of an integral piece of our embodied existence. Healers are expert at helping us sort these things out, seeing the interconnections, and how things have become misaligned or a hindrance. They can provide us with healing, insights, wisdom, and support on all levels to help us get back on track. One of the easiest ways to work with a healer in the Akashics is simply to invite them to your room. Using the Lesson 1 meditation from my Akashic Record Level 1 online class, you can modify the request from meeting your animal guide to meeting a healer. You can send the invitation before you enter your room following the order of the meditation, or proffer the invitation once you've arrived. The healer cannot enter your room without your express permission, as provided through the invitation. If you haven't taken my Level 1 Akashic course and you want access to your room, I've created a separate meditation specifically for working with a healer that you can download from my website, and I'll place a link to that in the podcast description. You can also choose to go to a place in the Akashics which is most healing, supportive, pleasant, or joyful for you, and invite them to join you there. This can be the beach, a mountaintop, a luxury spa, or whatever works best for you. The more relaxed and peaceful you are, the easier the communication will be between you. You might also consider going directly to a healing center in the Akashic City. These are beyond the Akashic Library in the city proper, and there are various places to choose from. There you can request a healer to consult with you, and they may suggest you work together in a treatment room or in a place more conducive to the type of work best suited to the situation. Wherever you end up, working with a healer is wonderful, sometimes transformative, and at the same time draining. It's work, even if you're just receiving energy. Like having a massage or doing a strenuous workout, your body will be processing things and need to cleanse out what is no longer necessary through elimination. So it's important to not only follow any advice the healer gives for homework after the session, but also to drink lots of water. Also, while there are instances where it only takes one session to heal someone of whatever the issue is, this is extremely rare. Healing is usually a journey in and of itself. So if you're at a point where you need some healing in an aspect of your life, a healer can be an ally and one of your best options for not only resolving things, but moving forward into thriving. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be looking at the practical reasons our soul chooses the family we'll be born into and how that's just the beginning of our embodied journey. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.